Could you hear me eating just now? <laughs> I can't. I can't. It just sounds like a gentle like. <laughs> and we're recording that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's try again. <laughs> I think the look on your face because your mouth is covered in frosting. <laughs> is. All right. I'm sorry. I'll stop for now. Great. All right. Hello. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Do you want to introduce us? You don't know who you are. Well, it all depends. You're all hopped up on medication. You don't know who you are. I wish I would feel a lot better if I was that hopped up on medications. I'm not. Bummer. Yeah, I just sound a little rough. I'm Cat. <laughs> I'm Danielle. <laughs> Wait, we don't even have a Danielle on this podcast. A Daniel? Danielle? That's you. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm Danny here. You better turn that ringer off before producer Andy um, <laughs> I, I'm, loses I'm, his goddamn mind. I might get away with it, though, because I am talking about D&D. No? Still not appropriate? No, it's not, I, you're not getting away with it with me. Closer, though? Close? No? Oh, All right, God. Fine. Good Lord, I can't even. <laughs> anyway, hello. I'm Danny. I'm Cap. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the V-Spot. I don't, the thing that was weird about that wasn't actually the noise you made, but that you were looking like past my right shoulder off into the distance while you did it. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's it. There's no <laughs> one over there. <laughs> but yeah. Welcome to the V Spot. We're a vegan podcast. Kind of. Mostly. We're a life, we're a lifestyle podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. It happens to be vegan, but sometimes it's just bullshit because that's how life is and our lifestyle is bullshit reach a lot so yeah we're gonna talk about some things tonight yeah i've um i got some things and i've got um one of those things is pretty well a couple of those things are pretty bullshitty are we gonna well i don't oh god see Ooh, that's the thing that we're gonna talk about because i was like the things i have are kind of bullshitty and then i'm like are they or aren't they? But that's the whole point. Oh. Is that they're controversial. Mine are bullshit. Oh. <laughs> but then oh. I have I have a controversial 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 thing. <laughs> she's fine. She's, she's I don't know okay. what's wrong with me. Um Um Do you have any non bullshit controversial things that we can start like that we can talk about? I have I have a fun little pop culture, another another um frog dissection one actually um there's not like much content to it other than it was something i noticed in so while i've been sick for the past few days on my deathbed i have been um watching roseanne from the very start because it's all on prime Mm -hmm. and so in season one becky refused to dissect a frog i think i remember that and she went out of her way to like mention it on the show and it was like a big issue of what do i do and then in her class refused to dissect the frog. And I guess she was telling Roseanne about this and she was really happy. But she noted that everyone in the class cheered her on and like applauded her. But then like was really happily dissecting their own mm. frogs. And yeah. she like pointed it out and she was like, they're hypocrites. Mm. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, it's funny that she noted everyone got behind her like, fuck the man. Yeah. yeah. But then... Yeah, we're going to dissect these frogs. Yeah. Interesting. So that's two shows that did frog, frog dissection, um, Saved by the Bell and Roseanne. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure there's like so many others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one. Um, did you see the uproar about the Christy Teigen Twitter post? No. Okay, good. So, um, Twitter showdown between Christy Teigen and vegetarians. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So I guess what happened. Um, so, well, so first of all, did you see? Because I saw a couple people post it on Facebook. People that I like know from like friends of friends of friends. That actually, when I saw this, I quite honestly like deleted these people from my Facebook. There was this like meme type thing going around on Facebook. It's like a picture of five types of bacon from like raw bacon all the way to super crispy and it's like which one is your favorite or whatever no and so well um so christy Teigen posted that photo and said number four crisp chewy crispy fat crispy juicy meat is what she wrote with the image and people started responding to her and saying um if you had to watch their faces as they were about to be slaughtered, you might gain a fresh perspective. These little babies deserve to be more than bacon with a photo of pigs. That's one came from um, one came from that came from like a, a response or whatever. And then somebody else. And, and so then um, she responded with, wow. Uh, I can't imagine thinking I'm a god because I don't eat meat while simultaneously being a judgmental brat to strangers online. That's what Christy Teigen responded to a stranger. (laughs) And so somebody then responded to her. I have lost all the respect I had for at Christy Teigen before this disgusting thread of comments. Unfunny, disgusting human. Unfortunate that a person with such a lack in compassion is also a mother. Um, Christy Teigen, we get it. Um, we get it. You're on a high horse. Um, you can't get down because you're too normalized to eating animals like your dog, but you're attacking people who personally see it as wrong. That's fucked up. No respect. You're the one playing God by choosing who dies for your pleasure. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And so Chrissy, um came back with, I always think that one day I'll probably give being vegetarian a try. The thing that would stop me, I've never wanted to feel as entitled and judgmental as the ones losing their minds in my mentions. Um, And then in quotes, I used to respect you, question mark, question mark. John ate chicken wings off my ass, and my last cookbook was 98% gratuitous pork. I said I prefer bacon number four, and just now you've lost respect. That's what she said. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Which is true. That's the picture she posted on social media of oh, John Legend literally eating that. chicken wings off her ass. Yes. I do remember that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so uh, somebody responded to her and said, I'm a vegetarian and people who eat meat are just as annoying. They seem personally offended that I don't want to eat bacon, etc. And then somebody else said, people who make fun or attack you for being vegetarian are unable to face themselves for eating animals. It's easier to draw attention to you than it is to think about what they're doing. So it's just like this full-blown Twitter war between Chrissy Teigen and vegetarians. (laughs) I, um, that... When I saw it, I was like, oh, Chrissy, (laughs) you should have known better, girl. Why would you? You Do you know what I like? You just lost respect now. Like, are you admitting that you should have lost respect like earlier? Like, you should have. Right. (laughs) Why didn't you lose respect for me before? Yeah. I, um, I actually, so since you said that on Twitter, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, um, an anonymous source sent me a tweet today 
That is, Andy did it. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? I was trying to be really cool about it, but it's just. When you said an anonymous source, I was like, is someone threatening you? Oh, no. (laughs) I I only talked to like three people in a day you, Andy, and my mom. Yeah. So, like. um, Oh, and a couple of the girls from work, like Piper and Amy and Jesse. But other than that, I really don't. Fur. Fur. No, we're anti-fur, Kathleen. How dare you? So, oh, God. Um, and just now, I don't know if Andy got a chance to go through the responses because Twitter is just, whew, let yeah. me tell you. Uh, so anyways, Ricky Gervais um, tweeted, animal cruelty is wrong, but it's a tradition doesn't make it right. It's part of my religion doesn't make it right. It's my livelihood doesn't make it right. And quote, people are more important doesn't make it right either. You know why? Because it's just wrong. So someone responded with saying something is just wrong doesn't make it wrong. There can be no such thing as wrong in a universe which has no moral absolutes. A universe with moral absolutes oh, can only exist where there is a moral lawgiver. Did Ricky God. come back? <laughs> Ricky came back, didn't he? Are you acknowledging the oh. existence of God here? No need for God when you have a conscience, someone said. Uh, this is the same two people going back and forth. Uh, let's see. Someone said, thank you. Well said. Oh, someone said, makes me want to be a vegetarian, but there isn't anything as nutritious as meat. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) What? True. Hospitals and graveyards are so full of malnourished vegans. It's tragic. (laughs) Uh... Good point. However, you are a woman. For you, it's not as important to be physically fit. (laughs) Who said that? Just somebody? Just some guy. Oh, my gosh. If women didn't prefer more physically fit men, we could all be vegan. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God. Did Ricky Gervais ever respond with anything, though? Not not that I can see here. Because he, like, doesn't fuck around. That's what I love about him. This is only in the past few hours. Oh, uh, depends on how it is killed. Humane killing with a stun bolt is not. Wow. It's hard to take liberals serious on this issue when they're okay with abortion doctors sucking the brain out of a baby in the womb. Try being consistent and then we will be on the same team. Oh, my gosh. Someone said that. Um, It's a lot. And so if you haven't already, um, you should watch Ricky Gervais' Netflix special um, that just came out like a month or so ago. It was recorded last year. I actually saw it live. Um, he did it. I saw him at Madison Square Garden, but it's like the same recording. Oh, yeah. Um, and he like does he's does not apologize for a thing he says, which is what I love about him. Um, but he actually ends the show with talking about the dog meat trade and like the oh, interesting. Yeah, and he and he talks about being a vegetarian and like does do a little bit of a animal rights plug at the end of his special. Nice. He like doesn't mess around. He's very, very aggressive with his stance on animal rights. That's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's there's you can go on. We could go on for hours reading these responses. Yeah. Go check out uh, Ricky Gervais' Twitter um, I know Andy will later and probably scroll through because it's a whole lot. His, I mean, his Twitter is probably amazing. No One has what. to eat and consume an insane amount of vegetables to get the required protein for a high intensity oh diet. Unlike a famous, it hurts. Star, it unlike hurts a me. famous star, I have to work instead of eat most of the day. I went vegan for two months and I kept feeling weaker and weaker. I applaud your efforts, though. It hurts me. 
because someone was like no one has mentioned veganism they were just talking about animal cruelty in general which is like true yeah he wasn't necessarily talking about veganism because i actually don't think ricky gervais is i don't think he is either he's a vegetarian yeah but i don't think he's a vegan (laughs) and then someone posted a meme that i really enjoy when your friend says some dumb shit so you tie them to a chair and cut their head open just to see if they've got a brain (laughs) it's it's a really funny meme. Um, if I could do this to people, very funny. Um, so staying on the Twitter, um, Twitter train here, um, Michaela actually told me yesterday, and I forgot about it until we just started talking about Twitter, that she saw on Twitter that there was a um, like really cute video of a pig playing with his toys, and Audra McDonald shared it yeah. and wrote, so I guess today is the day that I give up pork. I'm not even kidding. And people responded to her, really, really? Are you serious? Are you serious? And she um, posts another video from Esther the Wonder Pig and said, "Um, okay, I just did it. uh, Like saying, like, yes, I'm like not going to eat meat anymore or eat pigs anymore, rather. And she's like trying to resist asking my husband tonight if we can get a baby pig. Um, But yeah, she like shares this video of a little pig and she's like, I'm not going to eat pork anymore. Yeah. Um, I have one more little thing. See, we're on like a good like preview of what we're going to talk about. I feel like next uh, next week. Yeah. Next one. Next one. Yeah. Um, All that social media stuff. I do have a thing that's not social media related, though. Um, Do you want me to do my social media and then you can do that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So my little snippet was on Alan Cummings. I love Alan. Everyone's favorite human being. I love him. He was voted like, um, like one. I think he was like PETA sexiest vegan once, or I don't know. He's like, I love him. I mean, he really is. He's yeah. No, I concur. In like the weirdest way possible, yeah. you're just so attracted to him. I love like, him so much. Like, look at this picture right now. Yes. It's and champagne, Alan coming, and popcorn. Yes. It is everything good in life. Yes. And he used to be married to a woman, so I feel that I have a chance. Right. Even though he's currently married to a man, I don't think it matters because. But we've already talked about you have the androgynous right. thing. Right. So and I love you... Broadway. I could perform in all of his shows. <laughs> Though common, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I was reading an article that he he's doing new CBS drama, mm-hmm. crime drama. Yep. Um, but it was just talking about how he made it his mission to ensure that there were a lot of vegan options. Um, do, do, do. And I like a couple of things that he said. His immortal words are salad is not a vegan option mm-hmm. because he is not necessarily a health vegan. Yeah. He uh, he does it for ethical reasons. Yep. That was the reason he moved from vegetarian to vegan mm-hmm. was purely ethical. And so much like me and you, yeah. he enjoys the finer junk food lifestyle yeah. of veganism. Um, So he encourages other actors, which is why I think this will lead good into our next episode. He encourages other actors to do the same thing. So speak up, ask different places to offer plant-based options instead of bringing your own food. Right. Because that will, you know, like open the door for secret vegans or secret vegetarians to just be able to eat as well and be like, hey, I'm here too and not feel like closeted or weird. So, like, if you're an important person, use what, use that for, the, like, the greater good. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And he, um, he just simply states, I think killing to make or eat things is horrific. That's right. Yeah. And there's a picture of him loving on a pig. He's just so wonderful. Um, I didn't realize, too, that he wrote a letter to the CEO of Dairy Queen 
mm-hmm. asking the chain to provide vegan alternatives. He yeah. also I have a um, he did like a whole campaign with PETA when he did that. I have a sh- I have one of the T-shirts. It says not a dairy queen. Oh, I've seen yeah. that shirt. OK. Yeah. 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 That's uh, so just to make him as as though we didn't already love him before. And like I knew he was an yeah. activist and vegan and stuff, but like he's yeah, just he's really best. cool. Yeah, he is. He has a house in the Catskills. <sighs> That's right. What if sometime? That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Alan, if you're ever listening. <sighs> Alan, can you hear me? Did you see um, all of the articles about the orca at SeaWorld? No. Yeah. So um great Katina, an orca at SeaWorld Orlando. I'll show you the picture because I don't know how to describe it otherwise. Um it, the backside of her dorsal fin was cut open and has like a huge gash in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. She so she got like a huge gash in her dorsal <gasps> fin. And I guess SeaWorld is claiming like SeaWorld claims they don't know how it happened. And they're claiming that how it, the fuck do you yeah. not know how that happens? Yeah, they're claim they're saying that it might be like she swam into like the um the enclosure that it could have been caused by the other orcas in her tank. Well, but you know, if she thing, wasn't in an enclosure, she wouldn't have swam into it. Right, but Stupid. the whole thing is that they're saying that 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 kind of aggression is like common amongst orcas, and so it could have happened even in the wild. But all of these um, specialists are saying like, no, it wouldn't happen in the wild. She's in a tank with three other orcas, and these are large, large animals in a small amount of water. So, like, the stress levels is what's going to cause them to be aggressive. And SeaWorld's like, no, 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 it's natural behavior, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah. So, this is great. This is, it's, man, it's almost like we planned this, and we don't. Because this is, like, devil's advocate, and Mm -hmm. Andy just, what he was trying to tell me with his mouth like right. shapes because he doesn't actually project anything. <laughs> right. Is I mean they're not wrong because do you remember the article I sent you about the orcas? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That they first so it was definitely that they were under stress. Oh, let me yeah, let me just blanket sure. statement. SeaWorld is fucking awful. Yeah. Um it was definitely because they were under stress or it was because she was enclosed and she ran into the tank. I guess but I guess like part of it the reason that they're saying that they don't think it that they're saying that it wouldn't happen in the wild is that because two of the orcas in her tank are her offspring. So they're saying it says while aggression is rarely seen among family units in the wild, traumatic wounds such as Katina's are an all too common consequence when complex wild animals are forced to live in an unnatural incompatible groups inside that's that's probably right because the thing that i sent you Mm -hmm. is so we love all animals but orcas are kind of assholes Mm -hmm. they're like like andy used to tell me and i never really believed him till i saw this article um that they're like really brutal like they play with their food yeah (laughs) so just for fun they they kill things and play with it just for fun right um except for my lazy lazy cats um but Recently, the article that I'm talking about is that the scientists witnessed the first example of in, infant, infant aside, mm-hmm. infant aside. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Infanticide. <laughs> Infanticide. The first example of um, where mama whale was swimming with baby male whale and then <laughs> male whale and from... <laughs> Land shark. Um, and 
from behind them swam a 32 year old male roughly i believe and his 40 something year old mother Mm -hmm. and then they swam up and the older the 30 year old male dragged the baby underwater and you can see pictures in this article of this adult male drowning this infant um and it's thought it was a planned thing because then he let go and the mother went to drown the baby to continue her lineage. Like it was a planned thing between the older mother and son to continue that bloodline because the newborn was, as newborns are one to do, um, feeding from his mother yeah. and they cannot reproduce while they are providing any sort of sustenance to their right. babies. And so now that she has no baby anymore... And will not be doing that. She could mate with the 32-year-old male whale. <laughs> so that's kind of really brutal. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Well, I, go- I Googled what you were talking about. And I found a National Geographic article. So I'm looking at that right now. It's like brutal. Yeah. And it's it, like, do it's you remember? like really smart. That's the thing. You remember <laughs> I told you? And you were yeah, like, ooh. Like and really then we were both smart, like, though. it's really smart. Yeah. Like, they did it intentionally yeah they had no reason to kill that baby other than exactly what right i just said yeah geez. so wow you know yeah, kind of wild. like leads into like the sea world arguments of like they they are brutal in the wild in the broadest sense yeah. that is true they are yeah. kind of brutal in the wild but They're what happens smart. when you take like aggressive animals and you put them in a small confined space Duh. Right. (laughs) It's not going to go well. You put anyone in a small confined space. Right. So I just have like a couple other really just quick things. I saw an article on Veg News that I just wanted to mention because it was um, about like that art, the episode that we did about milk. So I thought it was interesting. It's um, did you see this? It says experts say dairy industry will vanish in 10 years. Uh, I saw it. I don't think I got to read it though yeah um it says it's a it's based out of the uk it's a research done from the uk but it says um uh, industry professionals discussed the impact of plant-based dairy alternatives on the dairy industry profits um the chief executive of trade group dairy uk revealed that the industry lobby is launching a 1.2 million which is 1.7 million in u.s dollars advertising campaign next month to combat the negative image of dairy products um, it said uh, she implied that the traditional dairy campaigning may no longer be enough. While vegans comprise a small portion of the population in the UK, um, they said that the collective ethical message, or in quotes, very loud voices, are making an impact. Um, there is a need for a dairy sector for some myth myth busting. If consumers don't buy our products, milk, cream, butter, cheese, etc., we will not have a dairy industry in five to ten years. Bye. Yeah, crazy. Um. We also have the United States firm going into production next year with a cow-free milk product called Perfect Day. It is an animal-free milk. They have cut out the middleman. Um, plant. I think the, I mentioned this yeah. two episodes ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, plant-based dairy is gaining right. global market share. Da, 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 da. Um, so just interesting um, and relative to what we talked about. But um, there was just, something else I was going to say to you, and I don't remember what it was. I'm looking at these pictures of orcas. And I, I can't believe they're aggressive because they're like pandas, you know, where like they're they're spotted. They look like big eyes 
But yeah. even though they're not really big eyes, kind of like panda bears, like yeah. those spots aren't their whole eyeball. Yeah. Like orcas just look so cute because of the big white spots, but they're such dicks. I thought of something else. <laughs> now I don't remember what it was. Perhaps it'll come to me at a later time. Hmm. We I, have time. I don't know. I simply do not know. We have time. Okay. So, since we're on the topics of controversial things, let's go. Okay. Let's do this. Do you want to present your controversy first, or do you want me to? Which, oh, do we want to do like we did last time? We were like, let's list them out. Like, here, here are my cards, and then we can, like, pick one of them in case we manage to overlap. I don't think we overlap. I don't think we're going to overlap. What are you talking about? <laughs> last, last time we were like, maybe we overlapped. Here's what I, I have. Don't Here's think what that I we, have. I don't think that we will. Because I told you what not. I was going to research. Well, no, We literally no, just talked about no, this. No, no. You <laughs> asked you. me and I said, I have no idea. And then you said, me neither. I'll come up with something. <laughs> but then I told you what I thought it was and what I was going to do, though. And that's what I did. Oh, it is what you did? Okay. Yeah. Um. um oh. Uh, anyway, oh, uh, never mind. No, no, go, go. <laughs> All I was going to say was that, oddly enough, I actually really struggled um, to find any articles about the controversy in this having to do with an- the animal testing side of things. I found Ooh. a lot of articles um, about how it's controversial in general be- because of what it is, but I didn't find a lot pertaining to the part that involves animals. But, I mean, I think it's, right. it's going to be obvious, but it I just was to- interesting. All right, now I need to know. Now well, you go. so you I, go. Um, I I remember talking to you about this. It had to have been a while ago because all of these articles were from April and May of last year. Um, but it is uh, your foot. I thought you were trying to get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's um, it, the um, uh, where is it? Philad- um, it's in Pennsylvania. Um, but essentially these doctors um, have come up with um, a way to help premature babies um, develop outside of the womb. Um, and the way that they did this... That seems useful. Yeah, right? So it's super interesting because the way that they did this, um, they're using um, lambs as their test subjects, um, and they're essentially getting getting a mama lamb pregnant or a mama sheep pregnant or whatever. And... Um, doing C-sections to take the baby out prematurely. And then the baby is put into this external womb, which literally just looks like a huge Ziploc bag. Um, And I guess they have, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, I guess they have like um, something um, uh, to replace like amniotic fluid and like all of the conditions that would be present inside of, um, you know, the, the uterus, if you will. Um, and it's it's working like they 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 show the the lamb at, at this stage and then they show, you know, X amount of weeks later where it's like grown so much and now he's growing wool and, and, and it's working. It's taking these um, babies to term. And they said that they think it'll be about three years before um, they start testing this or start doing it with humans. Um, but what is kind of a bummer about it. I mean, there's like so much information in these articles, but what the part that I got to that made me stop. Oh, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that it's like, you know, like these medical advances, like it's it's incredible, right, that they're coming up with these ways of 
helping with premature births, which sure. I think it said something like 30,000 babies are born prematurely in the U.S. or something like that. And, um, you know, a lot of them, because of being born prematurely, end up with a lot of deficits. And this would help bring babies to term and, and have healthier births, if you will. Right. Um, but and so I'm reading it and I'm like, OK, you know, it, it's it's our it's our topic like this is controversial because it's arguably a medical necessity but is it okay to be doing this with animals you know I I am still kind of on board because of the outcome but I, I don't know and then so I'm reading it and I get to the part where they talk about when the babies come out of the external womb and they're seemingly healthy and all that they euthanize them immediately so that they can test the 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 organs and test to see if they, you know, what what's going on on the inside after being brought to term. Okay, so here's external. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. So here's my thing. Yeah. Before they do human testing, it'll be another three years. It, they said there they think it'll be about three years. No fucking way that they will ever do human testing and euthanize a baby after. Oh yeah, no, no for so sure. Yeah. Why? For sure. Why is that ever an option? Yeah to do that i mean this is exactly what we're talking about it's a gray area i i we're gonna do a whole episode like we said on animal testing because i could go on for hours about how like it's necessity but also at some point like our bodies aren't the same this and i mean we could go on forever about that but like the end the end point is there is no way that in three years when they say that this is ready to test on humans they are going to remove a human fetus no they would just let and say yeah yeah, and say like oh well we need to kill it now right and test it right never gonna happen um um the lamb's health on the ventilator appeared nearly as good as a lamb the same age that had just been delivered by c-section the lambs were then removed from the ventilator and all but one which was developed enough to breathe on its own were euthanized so that the researchers could examine their organs their lungs their brains the organ systems that are most vulnerable to damage in premature infants looked uninjured and as developed as they should be in a lamb that grew in a mother so they're like testing yeah why wouldn't you just let the lamb live and see i don't know if they (laughs) live no yeah um it also (sighs) says that i thought this was a little odd it says um of course lambs aren't humans and their brains develop at a somewhat different pace the authors acknowledge that it's going to take more research into the science and safety of this device before it can be used on human babies they've already started testing it on human-sized lambs that were put in the bio bags earlier in pregnancy. What is a human-sized <laughs> lamb? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know, but I'm picturing like half human, half lamb right I now, just, just because like of the phrasing. Really like lamb. <laughs> that is just there's something weird happening. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, like what size human? Like infant human, fetus human, and or they, like and, toddler how, human? But so my question though is, so if how are they making the lamb human-sized? Right. I mean, they're modifying it in this... some way. Is that my... Uh, I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't understand what that means. Um, Andy's going to tell us. He's going to pause probably. this. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's super interesting because there's a lot of controversy around it. And like I was saying, I didn't find a lot... Actually, I didn't find any articles talking about the controversy of doing this with animals. What I did find, however, was a lot of controversy surrounding 
this if this becomes a thing that's readily available in hospitals or whatever um I read a lot of articles about the effect on abortion and the legality of abortion. Yeah, I know. I'm mid-blowing I know, my nose. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, I know, like, I know, crazy. And I also read a lot of articles about how, like, this, it, it could potentially uh, replace live like giving like a woman giving birth like a lot of people being concerned that it would make in quotes women obsolete <laughs> like they wouldn't like need us anymore cool. you can you can grow your grow, baby in grow a, a bag, bag baby <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm picturing? I am. Oh, I'm yeah. such a terrible person. I'm picturing one of those steam bags you get at the freezer section, yeah. and you just heat it up for a little bit, and then you have the dinner. Steamables, like it's I, I steamable buy the edamame baby. ones all the time. It's a steamable baby. In two minutes or less. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I was wondering if there was going to be that argument of abortion and, like, the God complex. Well, I guess the argument. Of, like, should we be playing God like that? Right. Well, I guess the argument in terms of its effect on abortion is that in a lot of states, um, uh, whether or not abortion is legal is decided based upon, um, like, the, the, the like bringing a child to a certain term or whatever. Isn't it, like, three months? Yeah, mm-hmm. 12 yeah. weeks. 12 um, weeks, three months. And there whatever. was a lot of talk about how, like, after that term, like, if you had the option of this baby now grows in an external Ziploc bag, that, like, <laughs> that having an abortion would no longer be legal because this this child can now come into existence and you don't have to give birth to it is, like, I guess the argument. But you still I have know, to. Girl, I know. <laughs> I know. I also really hope that at some point they consider something a little more sustainable than Ziploc bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not yeah. great. Um, wow. Yeah. So then. But what about. Mm, yeah. Um, that is. Yeah. A thing. Yeah. So it's like really interesting because uh, on the one hand, you know, like. X amount of years down the road, like if I had a child and it was born prematurely and they were like, hey, we can save your baby's life by putting it in this Ziploc bag. But it was tested on lambs for years and years and years and years. Like, are you good? I'd be like, yeah, do it. You know what I mean? So it's it's the hence the controversy. Right. And then, you know, what do you do with those non-aborted babies what do you do with the ziploc well, they, bag babies it, or do they just go have, into the it's system it's a hard knock life okay <laughs> <laughs> little orphan annies like running all well, over well, town it's a hard knock life for us it's a hard I, knock life there's so much to that i could literally yeah so i so i um I'm looking, I found the article that specifically spoke to the abortion thing. Um, And it talks about viability. So it's when a fetus can survive outside of the womb. 
um, as the important constitutional dividing line for individual states' ability to restrict abortion. U.S. states have much more power to restrict abortion after viability than before, um, blah, blah, blah. If, and it's a big if, artificial wombs were to become available for human fetuses, we face the following question. Could anti-abortion laws require pregnant women whose fetuses are not yet viable to transfer the fetus to a nurturing site outside the body, possibly by way of minimally invasive surgery? The right to abortion would thereby be restricted. So, but you still but like the thing there though i guess is like viability like you'd have to be much further along than 12 weeks mm-hmm. right for your child to to survive outside of the body enough to go into the ziploc bag because you can't take like a little no you can't, you can't take, take like a little can't take a 12 bean. week or less size fetus and put it in the ziploc bag no so they're talking like you'd be you'd be like a six month right in right and then be like well, i guess maybe that let's, let's bag and tag it yeah <laughs> i guess maybe that would come more into play with pregnancies that yeah, so that would come more into play with pregnancies that say you're six, seven months pregnant and you find out there's something like very medically wrong with your child. Right. And so you decide to terminate the pregnancy. I guess that's where. But someone's going to force someone, you to not. Right, right. So the legal system right. is going to say, well, no, no, you, you can't terminate it, but we will take and bag your baby. <laughs> right. And force you to now have this severely not. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And then, like, would the state, like, would the state take that baby and say, no, no, you can't have an abortion, but we will take the baby and and grow it in this bag. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just, I can't (laughs) grow it in this bag. But then you're no longer legally responsible for this baby. So now who is the state? And we just get more little orphans. I don't I, I have feel, any answers for you. I feel like they... <laughs> I don't have any answers for you. This is not... I, f- I didn't come up with the baby bag. <laughs> I am just reporting the news. Okay. <gasps> Do you know what it's like? It's like those little squishy things that you put in the water and it grows. Have you ever seen those? They have like dinosaurs or like... Like the towel, grow like a the boyfriend. little towels that you can They're get little, at the Disney yes. store. And you put them in the water and, and they... it grows. That's what it's like. <laughs> grow a boyfriend. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Grow a baby. Oh my god! I'm just thinking some actually, really think dystopian things. I just things. think it's a lot more like your steamables reference. So actually. <laughs> it is like the steamables, yeah. but okay. So picture or popcorn. <laughs> it's like popcorn. <laughs> so picture this. Picture this. We right? can't ever just take anything seriously. This is like I... probably a super inappropriate thing that we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Here's the thing. You want to adopt a baby. Do you then get to go to a baby bank and get to pick the one in the bag? Like, is it no longer you have to adopt a baby when they're... You can adopt a bag. You can adopt a bag. (laughs) Depending on if you can see how it's going to turn out. Like, instead of having to wait until it's born. Like, Andy was adopted, like, the day after he was born or something, right? Like, instead of doing that, could his mom, if it was 20 years from now, have gone up and been like, ah, that one's at four months of development, (laughs) it has 10 toes yes there's it's all right i want that one can you (laughs) can you select it yeah i I want bag 2036 yes (laughs) bag 2036 yeah and at what point does it become your bag baby well, it's still right. in the bag, right? And what are or the, when it's out of the what bag? What are like the the pros and the cons, if you will, of like 
a bag surrogate versus a human surrogate. Like if I want right. to have a baby, but I don't want to carry the baby. Right. Do what's like the what's like the like monetary if I don't, cost? All I hear from our lovely friends who or, have babies is how your body gets ruined. Right, right. So what if I want to have a baby? Can I just opt for bag instead right. of my or body? Or is this like medical emergency use only? Like what are what are we talking? Because Ziploc bags are not expensive, so I would think no, but they're not sustainable. <laughs> Corn. 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 Oh, like those plastic cups, the plastic oh. plastic cups. That's yeah. Baby bags made of corn. This would be inappropriate if this was a series. If we were talking, so it's okay. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, you gotta I laugh mean, about stuff, you know. You gotta laugh about stuff. But in all seriousness, in, in the though, case of a medical emergency, yeah. I think this is. It's like Here's it's pretty astounding if up, you think about it. I mean, up again, until the fact that you said that they were euthanizing I know, the baby I'm really lambs. Not crazy about that. That's, that's I'm just, what that's I, unnecessary. Yeah, that's what I take issue with. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I remember, maybe I do remember reading that the first time around, because I feel like we talked about how that really kind of is playing God. Like, you're literally bringing these animals into right. the world and to immediately them. kill them. Right. Which is, I mean, that's is that not the case for the entire food industry? Yes. But <sighs> we're right. done here. <laughs> yeah. We no longer yeah, need to do this. I guess we don't need to do this anymore. Good night. Um, but, you know. That's where I have a problem, though. I. But that's that's uh, kind of the hard line, though, right? Because if you get into, if you get into this, well, if you're doing it for medical reasons, that's benefiting, you know, all of these future humans. But then somebody's going to come and make the exact same argument for for the food industry, are they not? You know what I mean? Would you? Oh, this is great. If it's animals used for medical reasons, would you like to hear about one of my things? Yes. Because I also one of my topics you have a is about this. Yeah, hit me. I do. Bee venom. Bee venom. Bee venom therapy. What do you do with bee venom? You, well, it depends. So I secondhand know of a person who does this. Uh, I won't mention any names. Is this real? Oh, it's real. (laughs) Oh, it's real. Does it hurt? (laughs) I mean, you're getting stung. In some cases, you're getting stung by a bee. Like how many times? Depends. Yeah. Okay, tell me what bee venom <laughs> therapy is. So I want to find that article. So I was listening to a couple of things. So I secondhand know of someone who does this, right? And I've known about this for a while. And I was like, that's fucking bee aside. That's awful. Because this person lovingly raises their own bees. Okay. Like they are a beekeeper. They're, you know, treats them very well, keeps them local, local orchards and stuff like sure. that. Um, does produce honey from them. But again, only sells it at farmer's markets. Really cares for their bees, make sure they all live. So, like, I'm not, I don't eat, like, mass market honey, but I've started using, especially in my deathbed illness here, I've been (laughs) drinking honey by the spoonfuls. Sure. Um, So I've always, you know, supported him. What I've never liked is that he stings himself with bees um, as part of his treatment for arthritis. It's an arthritis treatment. So he lets be- the you, bees sting you take, him? You take a bee, and this is how I learned more about this today because I listened to an episode of Sawbones with Justin and Sydney McElroy. They're wonderful people. Shout out to Sawbones. Um, they just did an episode yesterday about bee venom therapy. It was really weird because I was planning on doing this anyways. But you, like, take the bee, and you just... you. I mean, you're holding a bee, so it's upset. It's not happy. That's why bees sting you, because they're upset. And you put it over, like, where you want to be stung to help with the pain. And the way a bee reacts is the second it hits something, it will sting where that is. Yeah. And then that... It dies. Yes, it does. 
um, stinger. You leave it in there for a little bit and then you get rid of it. And it supposedly helps. Arthritis pain, um, MS it's been used for, cancer. Keep in mind, there's only about 50 physicians in the U.S. who like support this. It's very like um, weird science kind of. It's not like a mass medical thing. Um, But it is something that that people actively do. Is it like people is it is it like weird science level with people who like inject themselves with their own blood because it makes your skin youthful? Is it like that? Kind of. <laughs> like the Kardashians. I, how Kim Kardashian does blood injections into her face because it apparently makes your skin younger. Well, um Gwyneth Paltrow does bee therapy. <laughs> does bee venom therapy. Gwyneth Paltrow is nuts. Is nuts. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she's a nut. Um, but I guess there's other ways of doing this. Some places, so someone, and I'm gonna have to find this article that they actually referenced. Um, so again, shout out to Sawbones because of this, I didn't, I yeah. did not research. Um, someone recently died from it because they had an allergic reaction. They've been doing this for a while. Yeah, and sometimes it's one individual bee. Sometimes it's like fifty bee stings, like an acupuncture style yeah. thing. Oh my god. Um. But she'd been doing it for a while and then recently had a reaction. And for whatever reason, this was in, I don't remember the country, so I'm going to have to look at this. But it was actually in a facility that did it. Um, She wasn't just doing it at home like this person that I know. And she had a reaction. And for whatever reason, they did not have an EpiPen on site. And so she died because she had an allergic reaction to the bee stings. And there was nothing to be done about it. So that's just really stupid. That's crazy. Of a facility to be be doing that and not have an EpiPen on yeah, site. Yeah, you'd be super liable, I would think. But since we're talking about, like, medical... Right. So some of these people are saying that they don't take pain meds anymore, which have been tested on animals or use animal derivatives in them, depending on what it is. They're using bee venom therapy. And that's better? And I, that's the argument? Is that that's better? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or or more ethical? It's just, yeah, you know, it's saving some, some testing, some some pills, some animals, big mainstream lives. You could take away, I don't know what they use for um for arthritis, even though I have it. I'm 80 years old. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. <laughs> but what if you're saving all those, like, what if you no longer have, you can wipe, I don't know, ibuprofen off the board. And ibuprofen has, you know... Uh, my God, what am I thinking that has in it? Gel. Gelatin. Gelatin? Sure. But so, but like, so here's my argument on that, though, is that all ibuprofen, like all of the um, medicines that have gelatin or casein or whatever is in them, ah, casein, those are, that's those the are other filler one. ingredients. Those are not ingredients that are going towards the actual treatment that you're seeking. So those are, in theory, replaceable ingredients, Right. So in theory, so I mean, because because again, like we've talked about before with the milk floods, there's all these (laughs) subsidies for for um, animal products that are a result of the the animal agriculture. So that's where gelatin comes from. That's where casein comes from. That's where lactose Mm -hmm. comes from. That's where magnesium, whatever it is, comes from. That's where all that stuff comes from. So that it's just because they have no nothing to do with it. Like there's nothing for them to do with these ingredients. So they put them into whatever they can. So royal jelly. 
Royal jelly. This was the other was like, what did they reference on there? Royal jelly. That to me sounds like a lubricant. <laughs> is it? It's the superfood of the queen bee. I bet it is. Um. <laughs> so it is. It is literally this. This is. This is even this is debatably even weirder to me. So this is just like the description on Puritan's Pride. Puritan's website. Pride. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but they were talking about. Uh, and didn't they say the McElroy said that they have royal jelly or have used it or have seen it? Was it Sydney's father? Maybe. So <clears throat> royal jelly is a high, highly complex substance secreted from the glands of nursing bees and fed to the larvae destined to be queens. The queen eats royal jelly exclusively throughout her life which can be considerable since she grows much larger and lives much longer than the average worker bee. So it contains all of these things. And um, this happens to be something that you can consume. How do you get it? Oh, this is in a pill. Oh, you can take pill form. Yeah. But how is how is the royal how jelly? Does, how does one yes. extract it from yes. uh, that? I don't know. I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to hear him. He has something to say. You can hear him. Can you hear him? Yeah. I mean, he's like oh. 20 pounds. Oh, my. Okay. All I right. hope you didn't want Let your phone. Let me move my things. Um, I am not sure how it's extracted. I'll have to look at that. But, I mean, it's a substance secreted from the glands of nursing bees. So, so you would want to have to. Yeah, probably, get, right? Yeah. So people take these as pills? Um, I think it's also a topical thing. Jesus. Ooh, the extraction of process of royal jelly. Oh, yeah. Ooh. But so wait, are there... So I'm... Wait. <laughs> Back to the beat, the stinging thing real, right yeah. quick. So are there people who are... At, who like... Hi, I'm a vegan and I Oh, no. Not that I... Not... I mean, maybe. It, it is more ethical to be stung by bees than to take a Tylenol? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Maybe. I just want to bring it up as something that uh, I guess could be a gray area. Okay. I just was like, what? Are, what? <laughs> uh, let's see. No Advil for me. Only bee stings. Yeah. Yeah. I have a leave in my coat pocket right now. I should just toss it. So royal jelly is marketed with the promise to improve immunity, help those who suffer with MS and arthritis, encourage hair growth, improve sexual performance, lower cholesterol, improve cardiovascular ailments, blah, 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 blah. You know what else does all those things? Leading a vegan lifestyle? Yes, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's extracted from... Oh, that's funny. My mom listened to our podcast. Hi, mom. Um, so let's see. Encouraging a beehive to produce more queen bees. I don't know how they encourage that. This is done with movable frames and collecting royal jelly from the individual queen cells. It is collected from these instead of regular larva cells. When the queen larva is a few days old, the royal jelly will be collected from the cell. So it's gross. It's another secretion. Why Why are these people eating all these secretions? Why do people love secretions? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That's gross. That's weird. It's really gross. Well, also, so I, so I'm just, I'm so stuck on this. How much, <laughs> how much jelly, how much jelly does one extract from a queen bee? Like, how much jelly do you need to make a capsule? Or like that? I would think a lot. 
right? Like that you only get a little bit per bee, I would think. I would think it's it's an even more exclusive thing than a honey extraction because they're only making it for the queen. Right, right. So like there's only one queen, so they make it to get the queen. And then once you have one, it's just her. What a world. I, I... I just wanted you to know, I don't necessarily think this is a very gray area. I just wanted you to know that That's this wild. existed. That is wild and crazy. And this is a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. It is a very old thing, too. Um, like, more, it's very, east. I mean, as it sounds, it's very Eastern medicine-based. Mm. That That's not very shocking. Um, but we're talking the days, again, I, you know, I really, I reference my favorite murder all the time, but I really feel like them because... I researched just a little bit, but then after listening to Sawbones, I feel like they just did it all for me because mm-hmm. I'm just referencing everything that, that they did, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying that, like, Charlemagne would use it for gout. Oh, I see. So that's how old of, I like, see. a bee venom therapy thing existed. Like, real old. Yeah. Jesus. People are doing it. Oh, they should stop. I, I guess. They should stop. Um, but With the bee population, they should really stop. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> this has been studied on rats and rabbits. So not we've used animals. And so when they so, to test on animals. So when they <clears throat> so 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 this little rabbit has just got arthritis, horrible arthritis. And the little rabbit walks in and says, doctor, I've got really bad arthritis. Well, he kind of crawls in because he can't walk really right. well. He has arthritis. And he, and he speaks. The rabbit speaks and says, I've got really bad arthritis. Could you give me some beef venom therapy? And so they're like, yeah, rabbit. We were actually hoping for some rabbits to test this on. And he says, OK, great. And so they give him the bee venom therapy. And then the rabbit is able to say, Doc, that worked. That worked wonders. I'm cured. <laughs> but but that's now. Keep in mind that's after they asked the bees to volunteer for this. Sure, sure. It's I like guess serving. Just, it's like serving yeah, your country, right? What I'm happy to hear, though, is that those rabbits and those rats are able to <clears throat> tell the humans that the bee venom therapy mm-hmm. is working. Well, see, they they have to because this is a very difficult thing to study for humans because there is no placebo thing to mimic a bee sting. <laughs> because you you literally cannot mimic a needle well, with venom with part, like right? well because you get the inflammation and the redness and the itchiness you yeah. you can't placebo that so if I'm gonna test it on humans it's either I give it to you or I don't it's gonna be really obvious whether yeah. or not it's right but if whether or not it's you know a needle full of nothing it's stupid yeah. What other bullshit you got? Now I'm all mad. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, animal... I feel like everything, the controversial things or, like, weird things we're talking about are just animal testing Mm -hmm. related, mostly. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, let's do the impossible. Okay. Burger. Do it. So, the impossible burger. Yeah, I'm so curious. So, they tested on animals. What does that mean, though? And also, why? There is... So, the main thing that makes the Impossible Burger, in my opinion, too meat-like to handle. It's Mm -hmm. just... It's a lot for me. Um, Is heme. Mm, Yeah. That that is the key ingredient, right? Um, It's... It's... Mimics animal meat, but they use vegetable rennet. And... 
they it mimics that. So from a plant, right? In 2014, they submitted extensive data to an academic panel of food safety experts from the University of Nebraska, University of Wisconsin, and Virginia Commonwealth University. The panel unanimously concluded that the key ingredient is generally recognized as safe or GRAS. Yes, G-R-A-S. It has been complying with federal food safety regulations since 2014. So the thing is, in order to be official, to mass market this, to get it out to the public by FDA regulations, you have to test it on animals. That's weird. You, so they, as and this is I'm reading from the Impossible Foods letter mm-hmm. from the CEO. Sure. We voluntarily decided to take the optional step. It is optional. Like, keep in mind that this, no matter what, is optional. But there are things that they can stop you from doing if you do not. So it's like optional if you maybe don't want to be successful or maybe right. want to have your things pulled. Right, right, um, right, right. Of providing our data, including the unanimous conclusion of the foods, uh, oh, of the food safety experts to the FDA via the FDA's gross notification process. They reviewed the data and had some questions. To address them, we conducted additional tests. It is industry standard to perform rat feeding studies to demonstrate that a food ingredient is not toxic and safe. Most companies that submit a gross notification to the FDA include tests that use animals as subjects. Yeah. So that was kind of the the dilemma here is they technically had to go ahead to use their heme to go ahead and, and make the impossible burger. But from what I was, and there was legal jargon out the wazoo that I read through. I was on the friggin' FDA website for like three hours, blowing my nose <laughs> and dying. And I was like, what the hell am I reading here? Because there's a whole lot of jargon and shenanigans. But you can produce a thing and I can give it to you. It can even go by a panel and I could maybe market it to the Albany area. Yeah. But if I want Target to carry my product, if I want it to get out to the masses, it's going to have to go through these steps. It has, the FDA requires you to do that before you hit those certain targets. And from what I was gathering, the I mean, the whole reason that Impossible Foods came up with the Impossible Burger is to save lives, right? Right. They wanted it to get out to the masses. So they had to make this sacrifice as, and I believe that this was a sacrifice for them. I yeah. do. Um, in order to get it out to the masses. Otherwise, right. maybe they could only sell it at the Whole Foods in Boulder or wherever they started it. Right. Or maybe they they would introduce it in all of these restaurants and it would be going great. And then it would be like, oh, They no, would get no. it pulled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of, that could have happened to them. Um, everything. Every single thing yeah. has gone through this. So... Um, if you go on Beyond Meat, mm-hmm. not impossible, Beyond, mm-hmm. they make a statement saying, we've never tested our products or ingredients on animals. Our scientists are focused on identifying existing plant-based ingredients that emulate the properties of meat. Existing. Correct. So that's so so how they get around yeah. it is, yes, they are innovative in the way that they combo up certain things to right. create a product. Right. However... Impossible Foods came out with a brand new right. thing. It's like um it's like if you ever ever buy anything that is labeled with an SPF, 
that product was tested on an animal. Right. Even if it's sold by a company that is cruelty-free and claims to not animal test, that product was tested on an animal because the SPF ingredient, while that company may not have done it, somebody at some point did. So that's how they get around it. Exactly. Because it's a requirement. You have to, in order to label with an SPF, you have to test on animals. So, um, do going through this, I was reading another article, and we are going to link all of these because for once we kind of did our research. Yes. Um, you actually, you made me think of something um, that I just really quickly Googled when you were talking about the Beyond mm. Burger testing mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what you said that made me think of it, but it made me think of the fact that all um, pet food is tested on animals. Oh, yeah. All of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so, like, right. for, for, like, similar reasons, like, it, it, the ingredients or whatever have to meet, like, a certain dietary whatever. And so all animal products or animal food is tested on animals, right. which is, like, so weird. But it is. Hello, kitten. Um, That's right. Your dinner was tested on another kitty. He's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> he has, It's so weird. Sometimes he gives these looks that are so mean, but he's the nicest cat. Yeah. It's, he has resting bitch face. He's it's so fine. squishy. Um, but so this article said every new food ingredient for which a company receives a no questions letter from the FDA will have gone through animal mm-hmm. tests, period. There are no exceptions mm-hmm. that anyone is aware of. So we're talking rice protein, pea protein, oat protein. Yep. There's oatly in my fridge right now. Right. We talk about Ripple, which uses pea protein. Right. Ripple did not do the animal testing. Right. But somebody at some point did. But somebody did. at some point did. Right. So all of these vegans, or not vegans, Mm -hmm. anyone who went up against the CEO of Impossible Burgers and were like, don't ever buy it again. Don't Mm -hmm. eat it again. He's a hypocrite. He tests on animals. Somebody had to do it. Yeah. Somebody had to bite the... And who do we... Like, you... I don't know, because again, this was terrifying to do. You can go on the FDA website and look up every single... Um, no questions letter that exists. So if you guys want to know what mm-hmm. is safe for you to consume, right? Go on the FDA website. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Um. But you, we may never know who tested pea protein to begin with. Again, Ripple did not. Um, Sun Warrior is a pea plate, a pea protein that I love. I just started Don't buying think. that. Oh, it's so good. It is. The vanilla is a little too flavored. But it's still, I still it's really like really it. It's really good. Yeah. I just ran out. I have <laughs> anyway. to buy more. I think I want to buy a little one of the natural and a little one of the chocolate. Because mm. the chocolate's good. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, they, to the best of my knowledge, maybe they did do the testing and were it didn't come out. That's right. the thing is like, if it was one person blowing up Impossible Foods, like, yeah. And it's one of those cover. things, too, where I think... Not even cover, because they care. You're, like, quickly quick to assume that, like, a company that is vegan in nature or doing something that's, like, not animal-based is is going to be cruelty-free. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times it's just an assumption that's made. And, like, I... This poor... I feel bad for the CEO, because he's like, it killed me to do this. And yeah. I really believe that it did. Yeah. But they were doing it for the greater... Right good right and it sucks because so many people are like don't ever buy that again he's a fucking hypocrite somebody somewhere had to test every alter unless you are truly eating vegetables and fruit every single day without canola oil right without any of these things if you are a raw vegan okay 
then yeah. you're the exception. Every single yeah, other person else, you are consuming that at one point yeah. something was tested on animals. Yeah. You just are. And again, if you have pets, your pet food <coughs> was tested on animals. Right. Unless you're buying some like really, really hard to find off-brand thing. There, I, on CruelTKitty.com, there's a list of companies that don't test on animals. And it's companies that I've never heard of or seen. It's all like if you go into like the mom and pop shop down the street that only has like three or four brands, that's where you'll find it. You know what I mean? Like you're not finding it in your local pet store. You're not certainly not finding it in PetSmart or Petco. It's like... And, you know... I got to be honest with you about this. Mm -hmm. And this made me think when I was um, doing some research into the self-preserving aspects of the lovely Lush products Mm -hmm. that Lush Cosmetics has Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and talking about sulfites and parabens and all these things. Isn't it better to use something (laughs) that is known Mm -hmm. versus something that is not known? Yeah. So maybe, maybe my cat's food was tested on animals at some point. But I know that it is healthy for them. It keeps them happy and safe and I can take care of them. And I would rather that be an insured thing versus trying this new vegan cat food that has never been tested or no one knows anything about. Yeah. um, Producer Andy was kind enough just now to send us the name of the organization that tested pea protein. And it's an organization called Puris. Um, And I'm on their website right now. It says, Purist cultivates a spectrum of pure plant-based foods and ingredients from USA organic non-GMO sources. Our end-to-end USA organic non-GMO pea protein manufacturing system ensures a wholesome, sustainable food system from seed to solution. Um, And if you look through this website let's see here if you know it's safe for you in small amounts wouldn't you rather do that than have this new controversial thing that you know nothing about right so like my cats are happy there i mean my cat that's on your lap right now is fat and happy and healthy what if i change his diet to some mom and pop shop food that's never been tested on animals but then it doesn't have enough protein for him or it doesn't have like it's not grain free or, or whatever the case right. may be, um, and then he gets sick, right? So at just at some point, I think you know sometimes you have to do something that you don't like yeah. for the greater good. Big yeah, picture, my and friends. This, um, this purist, if this purist company, all of their products are labeled organic, kosher, non-GMO, gluten-free, solvent-free. Allergen friendly, grown and made in the USA, vegan, but it does not say cruelty free. So I think that a lot of times, again, just because someone sees the vegan label, it's easy to assume that that means cruelty free, but it doesn't. And aren't we learning that about everything? Yeah. And everyone. Vegan does not mean cruelty free. Yeah, that's that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That is surely the truth. Surely the truth. So those uh, those are those are my two big big hitters there for uh, controversial. The Impossible Burger, I think, is. I mean, I it's a lot for me. I'm a Beyond Burger fan. I'm also a Beyond Burger fan, and it's so interesting that you say that because I don't like the Impossible Burger. I don't think it tastes like meat. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think the texture. I mean. I'm trying to think the last time I ate an actual... Well, so even when I did eat animals, I never really loved hamburgers. So it's probably been a really long time since I actually ate a hamburger. But, like, I I just... I don't know. I didn't like it. To me, honestly, it looked and smelled like cat food. I was like, I can't eat this because it looks and smells like cat food. 
<laughs> I mean, when I go to places in the city and it's the only option, it's definitely what I get. But I much prefer the Beyond Burger. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. I could eat a Beyond Burger, but every that has day. that has nothing to do with like the testing or not for me. Right. I'm right. Just, no. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. No. So don't be an asshole. Yeah. Sorry. There's just so much. Um, but like, if you're gonna play that card, like, oh, he tested, he tested on animals. Okay, well then, literally, stop eating everything. Yeah, and you not to be to dramatic, do, but like, do no, really though, you'd have to do such intense, diligent research if you really wanted to know if everything that you touch is tested on animals, because odds are it is. You know what I mean? Like vaccines to find something that's which, not tested on an animal, you would really have to like dig. If you vaccines are, and if you don't vaccinate yourself or your children, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. That's right. So get get the fuck <laughs> off this planet. <laughs> That was really aggressive. But, like, it's true because you're literally affecting people around you with no, that I one. I concur. I'm pro-vaccination. Um, but, it, I mean, vaccines, again, pea protein, uh, oat milk. Uh, chemotherapy. Chemo- like, every, literally everything. Like, the things, everything. Every just, goddamn thing. I just don't like when people are so quick to jump on the impossible foods. Yeah. But you, I guarantee that you are consuming something that was tested on animals at one For point. Sure. You're just mad because you started eating the Impossible Burger and it happened last year that it was tested on animals. Right. Yeah. Right. Producer Andy chiming in again, um, making the point that antibiotics he talks a lot for animals without talking. are tested on animals. Right. And let's not forget that, what is it, 80% of the antibiotics in the U.S. go to, to the food that you eat, the cows that you're eating. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, like... Stop it. Just stop it right now. That's right. <sighs> what else do you have? I don't have anything else. I'm just mad now. I know. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else. Um, pretty sure. Pretty sure I've exhausted all my stuff and my things. Although I, I thought I had something else to talk to you about, and I don't remember what it was, so whatever. That's it. That's all she wrote. <sighs> you got any good food? Um, Let's get, You know no. what makes us less... <laughs> Do you know what makes us less angry is food, unless we don't have it. Yeah. And then it I makes us angry. I haven't done anything spectacular in the no, last that's a week. lot. You had that pizza. That was since, right? Was it? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. At Center Street? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. When did I go to Center Street? It was last Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And I went because they're on the list of places that's going to carry bourbon and wolf seitan, um, but they don't have it yet. So, But yeah. they do have a vegan pizza on the menu. Like, it says vegan pizza. So I was like, all right, I'll get that. And the guy at the bar, um, this is Center Street in Schenectady, um, the guy at the bar was like, that's big enough for the both of you. That's like a full pizza. It's not a personal size. And I was like, that's fine. And I knew Mike wasn't going to eat it because I was putting like a crap ton of vegetables on it and it didn't have cheese and all that. So I was like, it's, it'll just be me. It's fine. <laughs> um, and I put buffalo sauce and all that on it. And it, that was the biggest pizza I've like ever seen. It was huge. But it was so good. Their crust is so good. Mm. I could have just eaten the crust. I'm my mouth is like watering thinking about it. You just it was very very good. You just ruled. I did a little. Oh. It was really good. Oh, oh, we've got this beautiful cake in front of us. We do. My piece disappeared into Andy's stomach. So <laughs> well, there's there's plenty I of have cake. To eat some yeah, more. this delicious chocolate cake from the co-op that I got for Easter on Sunday. Um, Michaela and I made a pizza on Sunday that was really good. Mm. What cheese did you use? cheese dude oh we used dia actually really yeah she, we didn't put a lot of cheese on the pizza um but it was really good we did just tomato sauce spinach kalamata olives um red peppers and dia 
And it was really good. Olives belong on everything. I concur. In every single part of your life. I 100% agree. Yeah. I had green olives and Kalamata Mm. olives on my salad the other day. It's just... Delicious. Yep. Um, I don't think I've eaten anything particular recently. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about Oatly. I went out to a different shop right further away and they only had... I First of all, I didn't know that Oatly made low fat. How does what? one have low fat oat milk? I didn't know that either. It's in my fridge. It's low fat, regular, and chocolate are the three things that they carry. Interesting. Didn't know that. They only had the low fat out there, so I got it. I, I mean, the thing that blows my mind, I realized that I hadn't had like a gla- like a sip of it without being in coffee or yeah. something else. So I tried it and I was like, this to me, I was like, this is really like milk, like thick yeah, milk like. I had it with um, some sliced bananas and a little bit of sugar the other morning. Oh, nice. That was like my favorite when I was feeling really sick. Um, that was my favorite food as a child. Mommy used to make it for me. So I had that. Um, but it is. I'm excited to use. Did you use it in the mashed potatoes? You did. And they were like fluffy. Ooh. It's. It is, and Jesse asked me why I like Oatly because I've been obsessed yeah. with getting it. Because for me, it is a fantastic substitute. Like yeah. it truly has the creaminess of milk. Yeah. For my coffee, it adds that because my problem with almond milk, which I'm trying to get away from anyways, yeah, is that I don't it, ever buy almond milk. It like it's thin. It, it's thin. And it it, it like separates yes. in yeah, coffee. So does coconut milk. It's weird, yeah. and I don't I don't like when it does that, and I don't like adding half a cup of milk to my coffee right. to get a normal, like, yeah. creaminess that I like. Yeah. So, Oatly, if anyone can get it around them, for the love of God, yeah. get it. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, I'll do that next time. I'm still nursing my ripple. Which is not wrong. Yeah. God, I love ripple so much. But get get the Oatly and try I will. it. And, I will. And try it. I will. Maybe I'll get some for Mike because he likes cashew milk the best because it's like thicker and creamier. So maybe he would like that. Yeah. I'm going to have to compare the two, though, why there's a low fat. I don't. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. But there's a little thing on the side of the cardboard box that's like a thing you can cut out that says that you're dairy free. It's like a little oh, like cute. it's like a little membership badge. Yeah. And I thought that was the cutest thing. Cute. So. Uh, that makes me think of um, when I did the Main Street Vegan Academy, um, there was this guy who came to speak to us and he was creating this thing that I, I still haven't seen. I don't know if it if it ever came to fruition, but it was um, he called it a vegan passport and it looked like a passport and it was a little booklet. And inside it said, I'm a vegan. I do not eat. And then it was a list of all the things you don't eat when you're a vegan. And it had it in every language. So when you were traveling, you could give it to the person at the restaurant you were in. And if you're in Italy, you would have this thing that in Italian said, I am vegan. I do not eat these things. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know if it ever got made. um, But I remember thinking what a good idea that was. That's a brilliant idea. Because that is a thing I struggle with even thinking about traveling. Yeah. (laughs) um i don't have anything else i don't think no no i'm think it's probably right you know what i wanted to say i i have had it on my list forever and i always keep forgetting to bring it up at least i don't think i've ever brought it up have you ever gone to um like any of the any like uh, of the burger chains um that are around here and seen this really awful thing that's like (laughs) the guilt-free burger or um I forget what it like some of the other names for it, but it's like um, 
feel less bad about yourself burger. <laughs> like shit like Is that. Is that what they market when it's a turkey burger or something? No, where oh. it's half, there's two patties. One's a veggie burger and one's a real burger. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, um, yeah it, the guiltless or something like that. Have you seen this? Who does that? Oh, my God. Um... I know. I, I know. Is it Burgerfy? No. Uh, Elevation Burger. Does Elevation it. Burger. I, a few of them do it, though. I think Burgerfy does it. Elevation Burger does it. it there's a few places that do it. Um, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. the feel and less like, bad. Yeah. You get I'm that. like, what is wrong oh with you? Oh, my God. Um, but um, what also made me think of that is I went to Elevation Burger and they had all these signs. This was a while ago and I just kept forgetting to talk about it. And they had all these signs. Um, one of them says, Vegetarians, meat choice. Two savory veggie options to choose from. That's your choice. Two, <laughs> two savory veggie items to choose from. Two. Wow. And then there's a sign that says Elevation Burger, burger versus other burger. And it's all like the sustainability and environmental impact of the way they raise their animals versus factory farm. And it essentially is just like, see, we're a little less bad. I have <laughs> burger fries. Burger Fies. Are you ready? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm ready. Burger Fies is called the conflicted burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly because what I'm talking about. Because it's one veggie patty yeah. and one burger yeah. patty. Yeah, I keep meaning to, I keep forgetting to bring this up because I've seen it so many times and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Stop it right now. Yeah. Yeah. The conflicted burger. Conflict this. That's right. Stupid. That is right. Now I know there's... There's something that I think Andy mentioned to me that Sonic was doing. I'm looking for confirmation from him in your eyeballs with the mushroom in the burger mix. So they're using less like instead of having a veggie burger, they're adding mushrooms as like a quote filler. So they use less beef in their burgers. So like essentially they're like, I'm not using 100% beef. It's like, I don't know the ratio, but it'd be like 75% beef, 25% mushroom Interesting. in there. So they're technically using less. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel it's weird, but I feel less bad about that, like less weird about that because that's kind of almost tricking people. Like the conflicted burger is just stupid. Order a veggie burger or don't. But if you're using mushrooms as like a kind of like filler instead of beef, you're kind of showing people how they won't even notice in some instances. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. What? What? What are you looking at right now? I'm looking at BurgerFi's menu. Their veggie burger contains cheese. Yeah. Like in the burger? It says the patty that contains cheese. doesn't surprise me. A lot of them contain eggs. Egg. Egg makes sense because binder cheese. Yeah, they gotta put it somewhere. Of course they do. God knows we have enough of it. Well, my na- my new tattoo is at that point where it's itchy, mm. and I'm trying not to itch it. Mm. Do you think some royal jelly would help? <laughs> yes. Maybe you should let a bee sting you a few times. That's yeah. Andy, we're going bee hunting. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go home. You can go hunt your bees. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> it wasn't, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> what would be? What would be be? Yeah. Wouldn't you be hunting your D's? <laughs> no, there's bees with D's. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're right. Touche. Touche. And on that note. And that note. Uh, rate. I don't have a clicker. Oh. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps other people find this wonderful podcast. I noticed that we have a lot of um, oh, more ratings than I thought we did. Yeah, at least 10 people like us. That's cool. Actually, a lot of people do, guys. We We see that you listen to us. And we really, really, really appreciate that. It's actually really crazy to see those yeah, numbers. It's cool. Because, again, I only talk to, like, three people yeah. in a day, aside from when I'm at work. So it's crazy that people listen to me. Yeah, Lauren It's like was, I have friends. I know, right? Lauren was telling <laughs> me that she was listening to our podcast when she went for a walk the other day and that she was, like, laughing out loud by herself walking down the street <laughs> because we're funny. And I was like, no, I get that. I listen to us every Friday morning in the car yeah. and I laugh out loud. And I'm like, is it just so narcissistic to laugh at my own podcast? No, because we're hilarious. Well, I, I mean, we are, but it, it's, like, pretty, <laughs> like, egomaniac, right? Andy uh, says yes. I See, I say no because... <laughs> Because we have other people telling us we're funny now, too. It's not just us. They're validating us, but, like, I'm also validating myself (laughs) all the time. A little self-validation never hurt anybody. That's right. What are you doing? Oh, there's another B. (laughs) Oh, because you're... Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. There's a lot of... There's a lot of black beans. Yes. Uh, Uh, But, yeah, so you listen to us. Give us a little click on that five star rating review us and that would be even better i mean we you have no idea how much it means to us we freak out it's no it's really very cool so Um, like keep listening to us we appreciate that but we'd appreciate it even more if you gave us a rating and even even more if you gave us a review you know what else would be neat like as an email from time to time over the love of god we like we die if there's an email i would actually it would be cool if people would email us with stuff that they want us to talk about yeah. You know? Or like correcting us. I know, because Lord knows. <laughs> we just. Yeah, Lord just this, spitting this, bullshit this, half the time. I'm just listen, making shit up left listen, and right. People might have an opinion on baby bags. Uh, yeah. Tell me your opinion on the baby bag. Yeah. I'm really sorry <laughs> if your opinion is that we were a little offensive. It's borderline. <laughs> we said that if it's a medical emergency, that's different, but we're not talking about a literal thing right yes, now. Yes, correct. So. All right. Anything else? No. I think, uh, well, of course, the usual. Head to the vspot.fm. All of our social media is on there. We post cool pictures. My mom always asks me which one of us is posting things. I don't know why. The other day she asked me about when I posted the picture of Ferguson. And she was like, he was really kind of like, he has a big head. But <laughs> first she asked who po- posted it. And I was like, me, why? And she's like, he has a big head. I was like. Okay. Is she commenting on your photography skills? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, yeah, then you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all of the All the of the places. places and the stuff mm-hmm. and the things. And then head over to Soundbite. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you for our cool Soundbite swag, James. Yes. I drink coffee out of that mug every morning. That's right. It's a really cool it's mug. It's like a really substantial mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a good size. It's like really like hearty. <laughs> it is. That's what she said. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. She just got this willful, willful, wistful look. She's looking off in the distance thinking about hardiness. <laughs> oh, my God. I was asleep by this time last night for like two hours. <laughs> That's it. Yes, it is. Andy's over it. All right. You ready? All right, yep.
<laughs> and that's it.